0: everyone, welcome to episode 30 of the Passion Effects podcast. I'm your host, Jack Pittman. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast. We are passionate about helping you find happiness and purpose through following your passions. I'm so excited about today's episode. I'm joined with entrepreneur, mentor, author, podcast host, and industry leader in construction, Eleanor Moshe. Eleanor is here to share her passion for construction. Eleanor is the host of the podcast, Constructing You. She's the author of best-selling book, Constructing Your Career, and founder of The Construction Coach, where she guides, inspires, and directs industry professionals and future leaders within the construction industry. Eleanor has also been listed as top 100 women in construction. Eleanor, thank you so much for taking the time to join me in the Passion Podcast. It is a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be on the other side of the microphone.
0: Absolutely. Great to have you. And I was reading a bit of your book and I came across an interesting story. You were on a trip in Berlin, you were very young and your friends, you were playing a game, and you had to describe your friends and someone in the group described you as career driven, which I find really fascinating. Have you always been a career driven type person?
1: Apparently so, and still very much so. It's always been my arena of focus and what I have given the most to. So it's no surprise that I have the most results in that arena, but it is what aligns with, again, what I love doing. It's about contributing. It's about growing. It's about making sure that the vehicle, which is meant to bring the most recognition, progression, and remuneration is the most high-performing vehicle that I'm driving in.
0: Yeah, I love the way you describe yourself as like a vehicle and like high-performing and, you know, having the right mindset. And speaking of mindset, Eleanor, I'm curious, do you think having a career-driven mindset can help people listening to this podcast and people in general find their passion?
1: Certainly to some extent. What people first and foremost need to identify is their values. So I know that my career business wealth, significance, impact, influence, health, of course, they are my core values. And I make decisions that are in alignment with those values. Now, if someone, for example, had their number one value as being family, and if they're trying to drive their career, go hard or go home, they're living out of alignment with their person. So they are, on the whole, not going to be extremely fulfilled. And this is why, you know, you can't shove a career down down someone's throat when some people simply do not have that drive because they are driven towards other things. It might be contribution. It might be family. They should be making decisions that are in alignment with their values.
0: And how do people, I guess, determine what their values are?
1: First of all, it's about shutting the doors to the outside world and having an introspection <laughs> yeah. and doing the deep inner work, which most people actually avoid in the first place and why people do then go their whole careers, 50, 60, 70 years, absolutely passionless. It's about, again, doing that inner work and listening to what your heart is drawn to, to what actually excites you, to where your energy flows. This isn't to sound esoteric, but that's what it actually takes in order to get that clarity of course you can figure this out by yourself or you can work with a mentor or a coach or someone who has that clarity the results and can give you the mental models the principles and the framework to achieve that but if you just even start with asking yourself the things what do I value the most you are already going to start getting better answers in your career and your life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. So being specific. And look, you've enjoyed a very successful career in in the construction industry. As you look back over your successful career, are there any career-defining moments, decisions, or experiences that stand out to you the most?
1: Absolutely. One being I got to a point in my career when I felt absolutely diminished and meek and dissatisfied. And I looked at to where I was and I said, this can't be it. This can actually not be it because until that point in time, I had been building my career based on externalities. So from the outside in, not the inside out, I had given a lot of my power and my agency to other people and they, have, they, driv- they drove my career to absolutely nowhere fast. And I got to that point. And from that day onwards, I said, I'm going to take agency over my career because for someone, it didn't make sense for someone who was so career driven
0: mm. as I
1: am, To be unfulfilled at only the five-year mark. And I couldn't imagine what to do this for another 40 years. It didn't make any sense to me anymore. So the first thing that I started to do was to conceive my vision and work on my vision. And it was the pursuit of my vision and having just enough belief in it, like not a lot, just enough. With the what and the why not concerned with the how that it led me to meeting my mentor ron malhotra who is still my mentor today and ron showed me that there are three ways to have a career number one is to become a traditional corporate number two is to become a traditional entrepreneur that's where you deliver a product or a service to the market that product or service does really well eventually the entrepreneur may get known the third way is to become a thought leader And I went down the thought leadership journey with Ron and hands down, by far, having Ron in my world has changed my life completely from the inside out and is one of the best adult decisions that I have made in my life and one that I will be grateful for until the end of time.
0: Mm, So starting with the inside out being starting with that vision.
1: Absolutely. And people simply do not have a vision.
0: So I guess, as you said, it's about doing that inner work to try and construct that vision. And what was it that sparked that initial interest in construction for you? What was it about the construction industry that you were drawn to?
1: I'm a creative, but not in that typical sense. So I found myself in architecture first and extremely disillusioned. I had grandiose ambitions that it would be my name on top of all the buildings. (laughs) But that died very, very quickly when I found out what it actually took. It was not for me. I took no satisfaction from the process. But I loved the outcome, which was building. So Mm. I said, well, how does a building get built? And I had all these questions. What are the ethics? What are the processes? I'm, you know, as much as I am creative and fluid, I still have a level of, you know, structure to me. It's actually the structure which allows me to have that creativity and I found myself drawn to the construction industry because it was everything at once it opened up a whole new world and also how important it actually is to it touches everybody
0: yeah so that idea of it's sort of it's greater than yourself in a sense so that seems to be a bigger of is. theme that runs through I guess your type of work isn't it
1: it is and you know both from you know I, I certainly did enjoy my time on project delivery it was incredible. To stand back and look, we did this, and now I do this in, you know, as I guess, dissimilar capacity. But for people, it's not about the project; it's about the people. Mm. Because, albeit the construction industry is a fascinating and fantastic industry to work with, it is also quite suffocating and it is very linear. And when people come up through very conventional systems and pathways, they have a very Limited worldview as to what is actually possible in one of the industries which affords an absolute plethora of opportunities.
0: And so let's, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. So, for people that are looking to get into the construction industry or for people that are just searching for their passion, what steps should people take to start finding their passion? So, we talked about establishing the mission and values. Is there any anything else they should do should they find a community of people should they start networking with people in the industry that might be interested in where should they start
1: one there's two ways to do it one is from the outside in two from the inside out so first it is actually asking yourself better questions as we were speaking about what actually lights you up you know what cause what would you stand up for if that's the only thing that you had to do in this lifetime what would you do for free what would you happily, yeah, what would you happily give all your time to without expecting anything in return? You know, I'm, why am I up sometimes till 12, 1am day in, day out doing what I do? It's not for, I'm not promised anything. Mm. No one is, Mm. right? Per episode, as you know, to produce one podcast episode, it can be a six hour, six hour feat, not getting paid for that. So, that thought that stems from passion and passion stems from really stepping into alignment with what you are here to do and when you tie in what you're passionate about what you truly care about passion comes from the heart it's not from the mind when you tie that with your natural disposition and your strengths this is how you get to a point in time when you are just consumed with everything that you do because Where people can sometimes get mistaken when it comes to passion is they think that I need to just be passionate about work and then nothing else. Passionate needs to be wholly encompassing about everything that you do. It's It's not just something that is particular to different compartments in your life. It should be passionate about the whole human experience. So actually taking the time to identify that from within, that's fantastic. To say that that happens to everyone with such ease and flow, absolutely not. So, that's where engaging with other people and opening your mind to different possibilities is very important. So, sometimes, yes, it is about being in conversation with people who are passionate and seeing what lights them up and seeing how they got to that post to that point in time can also assist someone in order to find that passion. But even if someone doesn't have a passion right now and I've heard that before it's like I don't have any passions okay no problem whatever it is that you are doing right now do that thing with passion Mm. as well Mm. right give your heart into it not just your mind and see where that actually takes you because did I always get to you know did I start off with this level of clarity absolutely not it was also a process
0: I like that and I feel like even the people that I've spoken with at times you know they're like oh you know I have hobbies but I don't really have any passions and I sort of say to them well you know you just got to it's similar to what you said right it's just all about doing things with more passion and more enthusiasm I think that's an easy way to turn to find passion as well in things and I was just going to say just on your point do we find our passion or does our passion find us in other words is passion something is passion for something innate or can passion be developed for something over time
1: That's a fantastic question and esoteric at that, which is what I love. I do think that our passions can find us, meaning when we have a vision and when we step into the vision, the universe does come through us with a lot more ease and flow, right? When we're actually driven to create impact, to add value to others, it can find us. At the same time, there may be something that has just absolutely, you know, riled you up or something that you know, that you, again, are here to do. It can also come from within. But as I'm talking, it is saying that, you know, why even drawn to something like that? So passion certainly does come from within because whilst you many people can care about many different things, they're not actually driven to do anything. And that's where the passion part kicks in.
0: What type of barriers would be holding people back from following their passions or pursuing their passion further, for instance?
1: Themselves. Yeah. in short mm. but people can be so caught up with oh, what will other people think no one's thinking about that they're so consumed in their own world so people have a tendency to think that oh, if i do this then i'm going to you know people will think less of me or and a negative dialogue when it comes to wanting to pursue a passion
0: just extending on that point a little bit further what type of mindset do you think people need to have in order to be able to find and pursue their passions
1: So it's about actually listening to your future and where you want to be rather than constantly looking back into your past Mm -hmm. and making decisions out of there, operate out of a place of their vision. That's how they will start to actually move forward because they've got a pull motivation rather than a push motivation. And it's also about having a very and also about having a very comfortable relationship with failure Mm. because it's inevitable.
0: Have you personally overcome failure?
1: I do it all the time. The more failure that I can actually garner, the faster and the higher success that I will actually have. They're interdependent. I can't have one without the other.
0: It's interesting, you know, failure is such a widely spoken topic in our world. There's so many self-help books that talk about failure and there's obviously a reason for it. Why is it that so many people are concerned about failing?
1: Many reasons. I mean, that's a podcast episode within itself, but many think (laughs) that's the end of the line that they're operating more out of a place of fear and looking at what they may lose rather than what they could gain. That's where people are making decisions of because it's so easy to quantify what you can lose. $1,000, $5,000, $10,000, six months, five months, but they can't actually quantify what they will gain. A lifetime on their return on investment. A life that the one percent actually dream of how do you actually quantify all that people do not make decisions based out of that modality again they make it out of this tiny tiny box called fear and that's how they stay married to their comfort zone
0: what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people might have about the construction industry
1: number one that it is a highly remunerated industry now of course the construction industry pays above average because of the risk and responsibility and the sheer hours and the high risk nature of work that people are involved in. So people do think oh, I'm just going to go and I'm going to get 100k package whatnot. Mm. Okay, but that's also reflective of what you actually have to put in. You can't put in the bare minimum and expect the absolute maximum. The remuneration is certainly there in construction. If you look at how wealth has been generated for a lot of people has been through construction and property. Of course, I know right now that's changing with Dogecoin and Bitcoin and all those things. Yeah, all the, all the coins. All the coins. But <laughs> in so far, construction and property have been wealth vehicles. And that's where people think, I'm just going to come into construction and the money's just going to come to me. Absolutely not. Mm.
0: And then oftentimes, I think you mentioned in your book as well that people enter the construction industry hoping to do really well out of it. But they don't, they don't have that passion.
1: No, because uh, they're only chasing the money. Mm. And I assure you that if you're not passionate about what you're doing, there is nothing that will make you want to stay till 9 o'clock at night after you've been on site from 6am watching concrete being poured. That takes passion. Mm.
0: It takes passion to see the end go out. I think a lot of people are so, they, they think about the, the result And they don't
1: don't enjoy the process. 100%. You really have to fall in love with the process. And if you're not passionate about the highs, highs and the low lows that are associated with actually generating that vision for yourself, then you're still out of alignment. You have to go back to square one and hone in on what actually allows you to feel the most passionate about whatever it is that you're doing.
0: You've done a um, a lot of work mentoring people to elevate their careers in the construction industry. How important is it to make time for ourselves, to improve ourselves? Because you mentioned in your book, and there's a good quote, it went, people place extreme pressure on their organisations to develop their own career instead of making time to develop themselves. So how can people go about investing and developing themselves
1: it's the most important. And as the subtitle of my book is, it's 12 stages on the greatest project that you'll ever get to work on, which is you. And this is precisely the level of internal work that people don't do. It can be as simple as 15 minutes a day. You don't need to actually put a hold on everything in your life in order to work on yourself. It's one of those beautiful things that can compound very, very quickly. Working on yourself can be everything from you know listening to a podcast reading books actually doing courses engaging with mentoring really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and doing that mentoring program I mean that's really what investing in yourself is it's being able to buy time but people do not do that again because they're operating out of a place of of fear and not faith
0: what role have communities played in your communities, masterminds, and finding a group of like-minded people, what role have they played in your career?
1: People should not actually be seeking like-minded people. People, if you're seeking people who are like-minded, you're constantly staying on the same level and you're only surrounding yourself with people who are who are affirming what you already know. When I met Ron, he was not like-minded then. He was, he still is uh, on a whole other Level and planet. He wasn't like-minded, but we had we shared a similar vision and similar values. So, you know, if I had been seeking like-minded situations, I wouldn't have even found myself in that event in which one was we speaking. So it's not so much about finding like-minded. You need to find different people who have different, who have the results that you want, but are so far ahead of you. I'm sure you've heard the quote that your network is your net worth. Well, who are you actually surrounding yourself with? If you're surrounding yourself on the people on the same level, sum all that up, it's a very low average.
0: Such an important point to make, isn't it? The importance of finding people that are higher up, you're helping people below you and giving them the same opportunities that you are afforded, which is absolutely fantastic. And I really commend you on that. Final question I want to ask you, Eleanor, to wrap up this podcast is, what advice, if you could sum it all up, would you give to people about following their passions?
1: To actually take action. It is action which leads to clarity. It is not sitting there being stagnant and living out of fear that will give you that clarity. It is only momentum which generates that clarity. So if you right now in your heart of hearts, you want to go and do something, go and actually do it. Take action on the thing that right now is going to absolutely blast you out of your comfort zone because that's where the passion is actually going to come from. It's going to come from doing, not sitting and stalling.
0: Eleanor, I absolutely love that point. I think that's a great way to finish off the podcast. Before we wrap it up, where can people go to learn more about the work they do and your book and so forth?
1: Your audience is more than welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm, at, I'm Eleanor Moshe on Instagram at Eleanor Moshe underscore. And my website is EleanorMoshe.com for all mentoring opportunities.
0: Eleanor Moshe, thank you so much for joining me on the Passion Effect podcast to speak about your passion for construction and business. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that just about wraps up episode 30 with entrepreneur and construction industry leader, Eleanor Moshe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please do consider subscribing on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at The Passion Effect, or go follow us on Instagram at The Passion Effects Podcast for announcements and information on future episodes. I'm your host, Jack Pittman, and until next time, as always, keep following your passions.